This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras and Jim Toth on 680-CJOB. Hello, Jim. Happy there? Tuesday, Cam. Oh, there you are. Tuesdays. This is it's our day. Tuesday. This is our day of the week. Tuesday's our big day. You know... We've not done a lot of good things on this show together. Yeah, I mean, and I mean not like like things that make a difference. It's been mediocre. Yeah, I agree. It's been average, like me. Um, but when we turn people around on Tuesday, <laughs> yes, that's probably the greatest thing we can look back on. You know, it's about making a difference. When we get let go, yeah. we can look back <laughs> whenever it is. And just say, you know, at least we had Tuesday. We Jim. got people to rethink Tuesday. Tuesday's yeah, a good day. Monday's a Monday. Day. Wednesday's hump day. Halfway Monday. there. Thursday is Thursday. Thursdays. Friday's a weekend. Everyone was down on Tuesday until we started this. That's show. right. All of a sudden, there's this perk up. I've been looking. I've been reading the stats, the stat sheets. Uh, the, favorability. The yeah, the metrics. I've been getting deep into it. We we had like a big pollster get involved in this, whatever the other ones are. I'm not sure what they call yes. it. Just, I just sent them a check. It didn't matter who it was. The Corsi of Tuesdays has improved. <laughs> yes. Since we started yeah. changing people's minds. Absolutely. Taco Tuesday we've heard about on the program. Thanks to you, the listeners. Yes, and, and of course today represents a very big game for the Winnipeg Jets. A 5 o'clock pregame show, a 7 o'clock puck drop right here on 680 CJOB against the Los Angeles Kings. Just some stuff, then we'll bring in our guest, Jay Richardson, Jets PA announcer, as well as co-host of Jay and Vicky on Power 97. He's going to join us in just a couple seconds here. Uh, but Connor Hellebuck going through his starting routine, 99 9.9% uh, chance he's going to be in the net tonight. Uh, no Dubois or Mason Appleton at the NHL uh, at the Jets morning skate. Um, Dubois, uh, a game time decision dealing with a uh, nagging lower body injury. Ma- uh, Appleton uh, was said to be highly doubtful uh, for tonight's game with an upper body injury. He is out. Um, head coach Rick Bone has confirmed that news. If Dubois can't go, the Jets are going to go with 11 forwards and seven defensemen. Um, uh, uh, the idea is David Gustafson is, has been wearing a, non, uh, a regular jersey the last uh, at practice yesterday, uh, but they want him to get some more time. He's missed an, uh, quite a bit of time, and they want him to get some more conditioning before they throw him into the lineup. So if Dubois can't go, they're going to go 11 forwards and uh, seven defensemen. Anita Ryder uh, slotting in uh, with Lowry and Ehlers there, and uh, Stenlin will move up to the third line, and then they'll run uh, Barron and Gagne uh, as the um, as the tenth and eleventh uh, defensemen. I mean uh, forwards; they're not defensemen; they're forwards. Uh, and then Anita Ryder will be on the first unit power play with Shifley, Morrissey, Wheeler moves up, not Ehlers, which I think is a good move. Uh, Wheeler moving up to the first unit power play with Dubois out. Uh, we'll bring in our next guest or guest. Jay Richardson, co-host of Jay and Vicky on Power 97, as well as Jets PA announcer. Hey, Jay, how you doing? Hey, um, this is my kind of show because the bar uh, incredibly low. <laughs> Your claim to fame is freaking Tuesday. That's all I got to... That's all I got to equal to be on par with you guys. I'll take it. I can do that. You just put something on your resume that will serve you well, sir. Well done. <laughs> well done being a part of Terrific Tuesday. Yeah. Ooh. It's all about the alliteration. <laughs> yes, it? <laughs> it is. Oh, you're giving away the secrets. It is about alliteration. That's, that's like the, the number one rule of broadcast. Taco Tuesday, Thirsty Thursday, Terrific Tuesday, uh, jumping Jay Richardson on with us. Hey, Jay, right out of the gate. Do you got something special planned for Nito Niederreiter if he scores tonight? Oh, boy. Um, you know what? I, I, I gave it a couple shots. 
um, I think I just kind of let it happen usually when I do it and, and whatever feels right, it eventually evolves into it. I think, I don't know, people's names have their own cadence and rhythm that kind of lends itself to, I'm getting way too technical about this. Um, oh, interesting. To, to the way I think that they sound the best. Do you guys have any, any ideas, any thoughts on Nita Rider? I just, I you know. Nino. Neither. I think there's like a little gap between there. Yeah, and there's a gap. I, as there's soon as I heard your voice, Jay, honestly, I just in my head I heard Nino Nita Rider. It kind of yeah, like speeds I, up as it goes along, right? The yeah. Nino's slow. There's a pause, and then Nita Rider kind of speeds up as it goes along. That's just yeah. my. I'm not telling you. And if he talk, scores Jay. too, I hear you doing it. Nino Nita Rider, you're damn right. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> and that was Jay's last name. <laughs> <laughs> Some kind of knock- Will Ferrell, you know it. <laughs> this is a knock on the door. Uh, what was that? Jim, was that Jim? Was that your Jay Richardson impression? <laughs> yes. Is that what that was? Yes, sadly. And, and take heed—you don't sound that bad. You sound way better. No, it's, pre- it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jay, what? Anybody thoughts on the game tonight? How big is this? Is this? Is this just one of twenty-two left here on the schedule, or does this one carry more weight to you? What do you think? Um, I don't know. LA, I mean, I, I was looking at their schedule. They're, they're right at the end of a super long road trip, right? And it's the most secured, circuitous, whatever that word is. They, they started in Minnesota and then they did the full East coasting. And then for some reason, they're coming back to the middle of the continent before they head home. Uh, so maybe LA's a little tired. Maybe you get them looking ahead to getting home maybe, 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 although by the end of the year with a team that's in a playoff position, I don't know that you can take that for granted. But, yeah, I mean, it's 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 pretty important. There's a, a chance now with uh, Nita Ryder getting in here, uh, not maybe not to make a statement, but to kind of right the ship a mm-hmm. little bit. Yeah. I, I, I've been I've been making the mistake of going online and <laughs> looking on Twitter, which, I, why? Why would I do that? Um <laughs> When I need to feel bad, I go to Jim's Twitter. That's that's usually just even crazier. Oh my god, dude, the replies. <laughs> I thought you'd go there to god. feel better. <laughs> it's just there there's a lot of there's a lot of negativity around around the team over the past little bit and I get it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I I'm trying to look on look look at things as positively as I can and and there's a 6-point gap between first place in the West and, and where the Jets are right now. That's not that's not like you can overcome that, right? And and it starts tonight. You have a new player who's got a little bit of offensive punch with 18 goals coming into the lineup. A guy who's kind of, from what I understand, more of a shoot first sort of player rather than a, a pass it off. Which, my goodness, is that something? No more overpassing here. You need somebody who can actually take the shot and maybe need a rider's that guy. Maybe this is the start of something that turns it all around. Maybe you put February in the rearview mirror now. Uh, it's not been a really good month for the Jets, mm. and you buckle down for the last, you know, a bit of a bit of the season, last quarter or so of the season, uh, and and maybe tonight's the night that it starts. I don't know. That's me being optimistic, but I think it is an important game. But it is a good point, Jay, because I, I'm with you. Like I understand the fans' uh, trepidation, and I understand fans going, you know, this has happened before at this time of the year, and years gone by. But in reality, with two games against Edmonton at this end of the week and LA here tonight, six points will turn things around against these teams that are in and around the playoff battle. But tonight is more about the Jets, right? Like I, I think that I, as bad as they've been playing. Uh, most fans, whether they're upset or not, would understand that it's it's not like they're not a good team. It's that they're not playing well. Yeah, and and 
honestly, the, the parts of their game that they're missing right now, when you look at the lineup and the personnel that they have, this is, this is what was considered to be one of their strengths, right? Is, is putting pucks in the net with Connor and Shifley and Ehlers. Like these are all guys who can score. And, and you've seen the contributions from the defense in that aspect as well. This is a well-balanced offensive lineup. If, if this was the penalty kill that was bad, and like God forbid the the goaltending was subpar for some reason, you know, then you have a bit of a maybe some questions about it. But that stuff's not. I mean, the last couple of games aside, it's it's been okay. It's been pretty good. It's been better than last year. They just need to put the puck in the net. They need to get their power play going. And and when you look at the personnel that the Jets have in place here and the people that they're now adding to the lineup, I feel like this is something that they can get past. Every team's got to go through some adversity at some point in the season. I would rather they go through it now than the first four games of the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, well, that's I'm with you there. Uh, it doesn't matter where the position, where the playoff positioning is. I mean, like, there's all this talk. Got to get. Oh, the Jets have to win the Central. It looks like Colorado is going to likely win the Central here, unless they they take a little bit of a slide back. I mean, wild card, second spot, third spot, or even first in the Central. I mean, is is it is it really important, or are we still attached to that? You just got to get in and see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. The the home ice stuff is obviously something that you, you get to match lines a little bit better and that gives you a tangible advantage for the whole thing. But I don't know, you and I, guys, we've, we've seen enough hockey where we've seen enough, you know, eight seeds get in and, and run the table and, and President's Trophy winners get eliminated in the first round. So, I don't know, it's the playoffs. Anything can happen. You just got to be there. What have you made of the team so far this year, Jay, compared to others? I mean, new direction, fresh coach. We had you on at the start of the year as well, now that it's gone on. And I know they're struggling a little bit right now, but still in a wild card spot, uh, 35-24-1 overall. What have you seen this year that maybe was was a bit of a difference from last year? Because as much as I give uh, the coaching credit, it has to be more than that, right? It's the same players. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, you, you need the players to buy in. Right, like they're they're the ones who have to go out there and block shots on the penalty kill. Uh, the penalty kill is the the one thing I look at that tells me that this team has switched a lot up. They were not good on the penalty kill last year, to to be diplomatic. Uh, and I believe they're third in the league percentage wise, top five at any rate. That's a that's a pretty massive turnaround, and and I don't think you get that. Um, unless the players are are buying into what the coaching staff is is telling you. You, you mentioned the beginning of the year, and I, I think that's kind of funny because, you know, if you would have said that this record that the Jets have now, if you would have told, you know, some of the people who are a little more vocal on the Internet about what the team has been doing recently, you know, if you would have said this is going to be their record with 20-some games remaining in the season and they're going to be in a playoff spot, I think most of those people would be pleasantly surprised that the the success that the Jets have had. So, you know, put all the recent slide aside. It's a it's a pretty good position to be here. You just got to get in, and and they have a real opportunity to get that. Would I like to see this lack of offense continue for another five games? No, that's terrible. <laughs> that's an awful idea. But it's not as bad as as everybody is saying right now. Thirteen years ago today, twenty ten, Olympics. Oh man. Yeah. Iggy! Uh, we're going to talk about this, and please text the show if you want to give us some of your memories, 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. I'll give, well, I don't really have that much of a story. It's not that exciting. Uh, but we only got about another 45 seconds here, Jay. But uh, Weren't you there? 
I thought you I were was, on the blue line. <laughs> I was no, I was sitting in the stands, center row on the glass at the blue line. That's well, every Canadian was there, right, Jay? We were all there at that game by oh, now. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually uh, I was actually emceeing something at what was MTS Center at the time with uh, with a full house of people who were watching it on the center hung scoreboard and oh that would have uh, been amazing oh man it was it, when uh, when Crosby scored the place went absolutely bananas and it, it was before the the Jets were back obviously and it was kind of like man this is how loud this building can get. I always had the thought at at that point in time when I thought about that. Wouldn't it be cool if? And here we are today. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that was just it was just a special moment. Like I remember when 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 Crosby scored. Uh, I don't even remember. I remember him shooting the puck, and then I remember everybody that was that we all. I was watching over at my dad's place, and we all just went into the center of the room and were like jumping up and down like crazed. I forgot about this till I saw it yesterday when, when stories were being run about it, but Roberto Luongo, like I just, I remember Brodeur was on that team and and Luongo, I think at the time was on his way out of Vancouver and yeah, it cost them a Stanley cup. Apparently uh, while that and Corey Schneider, the former moose goalie was (laughs) taking his job and just for him to get the starting role in that and to, to be on, to win it in Vancouver was just sort of like, that's a a far down the line storyline, but it was one that I was just like, good for him. He had a huge, that huge save him. he had at the end against yeah. Slovakia at the end of that game. If yeah. they didn't get that, it might go to overtime, and who knows what happens. And uh, anyways, but uh, Jay Jay Richardson, co-host of Jay and Vicky on Power ninety seven Jets PA announcer Jay, thanks so much. You take care. Okay, talk soon. Yeah, any anytime, guys. Enjoy the game tonight. We'll see you there. Yeah, have a great game, Jay. Pre, pre-game at five. Puck drop at seven. L A Kings, Winnipeg Jets, Canada Life Center. We'll be right back. Uh, give me fuel. Give me fire. Give me Nino Nino Ryder. He's he's gone. I was just saying. Oh. North End Rick, who often listens, reached out and said, what's the nickname we're going to give him on Jets at Noon? And I'm like, I, if you have Nino Nina Ryder, I don't think you need a nickname. <laughs> you don't. Nino, gonna, Nino gonna, is even bad. That's a bad you're handle. Gonna, you're not going to meet another one of those Nino. guys in this, in this country. Uh, I, I spoke with John Shannon, NHL insider, about, about the situation. We'll have... Uh, of course, John's always fantastic. You'll hear his comments. Me and him sat down after this. Chats at noon on 680 CJOB. Hey, Sarah. Hey, guys. The one-minute oh. power play with Hey, Guys <laughs> and Sarah McCarthy. <sighs> Hi, Happy Sarah. Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Exactly. Happy day. Tuesday. If you were Jay Richardson, PA announcer for the Winnipeg Jets. Okay. And Nino Niederreiter picked up an assi- a goal today. Let's just say Okay. Over the PA at Canada Life Center, how would you say Nino Niederreiter score goal? Like <laughs> Nino Niederreiter goal. Like I, I'm not paid to do this, but that's kind of like my real quick. That's my real quick like look at it. How would you do it? That was awful. Something like that. It wasn't good. <laughs> that the sounded pressure. like it was a preseason game in <laughs> Finland. Nino Niederreiter, a goal. Nino Niederreiter. I would need to say his name correct, first of all. Okay, Nino Niederreiter. Nino Niederreiter. How would you do it? (laughs) I just just humiliated myself on air. Well, I don't want to do that. (laughs) Just give it a try. You don't want to do this. Nino Niederreiter, goal. There you go. That's pretty good. (laughs) That's better than mine. No. First of all, everyone uh, knows it's a goal. Yes. So you don't have to go Nino Niederreiter, goal. goal. No one goes Nino Niederreiter, assist. Haven't you ever heard... 
they get P, the PA announcer. You go Winnipeg Jets goal. Oh yeah, you're right. Scored by number sixty-two, Nino Niederreiter. Or you could say everybody Jim knows it's a Winnipeg Jets goal. Winnipeg yeah. Jets goal scored by the lights went Nino off. Niederreiter. Everybody knows. Or Perfect. you could just do this, Sarah. <laughs> Jets goal scored by the new guy. Perfect. Yeah, new guy. Thanks, Sarah. New guy. Have a good day. I was trying wow, to get you on my side. <laughs> Enjoy your Taco Tuesday today, Sarah, or what's on the What's agenda? on the agenda? Well, it was chicken, but I might have to do... Chicken Tuesday. It doesn't have a Tuesday ring to it. Chicken Tuesday doesn't work. No. no. I do like tacos. We'll switch it up. Chicken Taco Tuesday, mm-hmm. maybe. That but, works. Yeah, just chicken and rice Tuesday. I know what you're feeling about Boring. mayonnaise. Thanks, How do you Sarah. feel about sour cream? <laughs> no. No oh sour cream. No sour cream. Uh, no. Uh, half Hungarian that doesn't like sour cream. Yeah. No. Mm. Interesting. Other half is Irish, so it's just potato sandwiches and stuff. (laughs) Have you ever had a potato sandwich, Jim? This has been your... She's just leaving. (laughs) This has been your one-minute power play with Sarah. (laughs) I was like, this is my my chance to get out of here. She just left. uh, I've never had one, no, but I I grew up with the Ward brothers, John Mm -hmm. and Colin, and their dad, Cecil, and they go back my whole life. They still go back to Ireland. Cecil's retired, goes for like six months here. But uh, it was Cecil, their dad, that used to, have you ever had a potato sandwich, Jim? I'm like, potato sandwich? No. <laughs> I have potatoes and I've had bread, but oh, they're delicious. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't think of a more bland thing in my life than a delicious potato sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> And then it was like always, that's how we made fun of the Ward brothers. It was like, what's on the agenda today? Potato soup. Potato sandwich. Potato sandwich. Yeah. Potato cakes. But when you're going to school and it's like, what do you. And they'd fire back, you're half Irish, Toth. And I'm like, yeah, but we'd throw some goulash on top of that (laughs) sandwich and make it something. I'm not getting sent to school with a potato sandwich, you know. Yeah, I'm half Irish. Have you you ever had a potato sandwich, Jim? It's delicious. Uh, 204-780-6868. 204-780-6868. Uh, this was a recorded conversation I had with John Shannon uh, just because it was only uh, Jim and I. Um, Jim's a very, very busy guy. He's able just to squeeze the, in the show. He walks in like two seconds before it gets going. Actually, I walked in and said, who are you talking to? He said, no, never mind. Yeah, never I'm on mind. the phone. Uh, so this was a, just a <laughs> just one-on-one kidding. conversation that John Shannon and I had, uh, who is now joining us now. And uh, I asked him, looking at the Jets and how these last few days have gone, what causes funks like this? And uh, with with a team like this has done so well, what happens when you see a slide like this for the Winnipeg Jets, and and how do, how does the team go about something like this? You know that, that that's a great question, and I you know it, it's difficult for me to say. I've never sat on an NHL bench, I've never played in an NHL game, but I do understand this is such an emotional game, and it's such a game of momentum, um, and, and and those two things go hand in hand. Uh, when you get a team that has a little bit of uh, moxie to it they're able to turn it around there's there's a a spark that somebody has and i think that that's the that's the challenge now this is not um this is not a group of young players this is this is a veteran team and somebody has to create that spark i do look at mark shifley to create that spark nick ehlers josh morris even blake wheeler who last summer was stripped of the sea Somebody has to be out there and say, okay, boys, jump on my back, and I'm going to carry you through this. And right now, I, 
you know, we just don't see that from this hockey club. There's just that lack of compete, John. And I, I wonder, to get to that level, and the West is wide open here, to get to the level where you are honestly a contender and, and that's the way, I mean, maybe it's just that feeling, you know what I, John, like, John, where it's like the team just feels like they are really, truly contenders. How far do they need to go in terms of this trade deadline? Do they need to go all in? Is is it should be, you know, find the value deals just like Nito Niederreiter, a second round pick next year. That That's that's really good value for uh, for the Winnipeg Jets there to bring in a guy like that who also has term next year as well. So is is this a, is this a push all the chips into the center situation um, or is this a, a more careful and uh, maybe perhaps a little bit more complex, but a more careful uh, uh, approach to this this trade deadline? Well, I, 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 I believe it's the latter. Um, and I don't, lots of Jets fans won't want to hear that, but I believe it's the latter. I think, you ha- I think there has to be some patience. I think there has to be some, some strong analysis in the next couple of days. If there ha- and we know there has been for the last couple of weeks with Kevin and, and, and Craig and the staff. But I, I just want to go back to something you said that um, I don't necessarily defend players too often, but um, I, I don't think it's lack of compete. I, I think they're trying their damnedest. I just, I just think they're, they're, they're at, a, at a crossroads where they, they don't know what to do next. It's not for lack of trying. It's not for lack of will. But their heads are spinning. Uh, and 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 whether and 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 Rick Bonus understands that too. You can hear that in his voice. You know, there are only so many ways he can he can say the lessons that he's been teaching the guys uh, to a point where it's either going in one ear or out the other, or they're just their brains are mush. You know, this is a game where the moment you think you are in trouble, this is such a game of instinct of going out there and just playing the game and enjoying the game. And that's what we saw with the Jets until Christmas time, Cam. Mm. We saw a team that was on a high like you would not believe. And it was in many ways it was a double high because it was they were playing so well and they were playing so well on the basis that there was a lot of skeptics in town and in the hockey world that said the Jets are done. That just this team can't compete. You know, they're over the hill. They've got to make some trades. They've got to make some changes. Uh, and and the confidence that management had in this group paid off until Christmas, and and now I I just I just think that they've it's not a lack of believing in themselves, but it's a, it's really is thinking too much. Now to go back to your original question, yeah, uh, this 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 is not a team um, that needs a lot of overhaul. This this is a team that needs. Uh, uh, um, you know, uh, another depth player here, perhaps for the third and fourth line. I think the Niederreiter uh, acquisition is really important. Uh, and I said this with Richard yesterday. Um, I think it's important to get Appleton down to the bottom six because that's where he's fit. That's where he's better placed. Mm-hmm. So uh, there are things that can happen. Domino effects that can be put in place. Niederreiter goes to top six. Appleton moves down. Do they need another piece down there? Yeah, they probably do to get them through the short term. Does it make sense for a rental for this run? It probably might make sense for a rental uh, depending on what the price is. It can't be too hefty, but if there's a a rental out there 
uh, in the next three days. And I think prices are going to go down now. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I think that Kevin might be in a, in, a, in a spot to find somebody to help this club. You know what the last two years has taught me, John, the most is how mental this game is and how Absolutely. much how important the mental side of it is. You can have all yep. the talent in the world, but if you're, you don't have the right headspace, it's just not going to work. You know, it's it's so true. You know, the bravado of a hockey player, Cam, the bravado of a hockey player, don't push me, I'm going to push you, you know, and you, and then oh, all of a sudden I get pushed and now I don't have a pushback and how does that affect me and how does that affect my teammates? And all it takes is a couple of little breaks or a, or a great save uh, or a, a sequence of events on the power play. The mental aspect, and, and people discount this because they think that, you know, we and, and you and I make mistakes with this, Cam. We put these guys on pedestals and think that. I do. I do. You know, we put them on pedestals and think that they know everything. They know, they, they, there are some guys that know less than you and me, <laughs> you know, and that's true, but they're great yeah. athletes. They're great athletes. And, but, but their, their minds go a million miles an hour too. Their 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 legs sometimes don't go fast as their brains, and that's that's what happens when you are on a you, you know on a, a a rat race like these guys are. Eighty two games in one hundred and sixty five days. The playoffs are coming. The pressure of playing in a Canadian city. There's so much going on with that you know that that you think well can't they just play the game? Well, no. They're human. Yeah. They go through ups and downs. You know, we wondered what, what when were the Jets going to go through their annual swoon? Well, every other team's gone through swoons. Every other team. The Maple Leafs went through a swoon. It was in the first three weeks of the season. They've adapted. This this is the Jets' swoon now. Finally, the Jets have had their swoon. The timing is awful. It comes at a really tough time. But they still have 20 games to fix it. You know, the West is so wide open that I, I think that you could put the eight teams that are in the playoffs now in a matchup, and I would, I would pick the, 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 the four visiting teams, and we wouldn't be surprised that they would win the series. That's how tight it is. So it's, it's one of those cases where don't panic, stay the course, play the game, stop thinking, make a couple of changes, and the Jets will be back on track. How important does that make tonight's game? Is this just one of the 22 left, or does it carry something more? Well, that's you know that's a good question um, because LA's in the same boat. Yeah. You know, LA's in the same boat as the Jets are. They're looking over their shoulders, saying, "Oh my goodness, we better." Seattle's coming. Edmonton's coming. You know, Edmonton's looking over their shoulder too. Calgary's looking straight ahead because they got nobody behind them to look over their shoulder to. I mean, the, the, the Pacific Division is such a, a strange thing. Um, so LA's in a similar boat. Um, on a tough road trip, but at the same time, I, I, I you know, I, if you look at 22 games, can this team go, you know, 14 and eight, go 14 and eight and you're in the playoffs, mm-hmm. you know? So go 14 and eight. I have manager friends of mine that I, you know, they do five, five game increments, 10 game increments. They're doing the schedule and the, and the, and the, uh, the scores every day. They're predicting things and, you know, they're saying 94, 95, 96 points in the West. So get to 94, 95 points, and you'll be fine. And then just get in, and you got a chance. Just get in. 
uh, NHL insider, uh, 680CGOB contributor, John Shannon. Uh, John, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for doing this. Well, I'm just, I'm glad it was you, Cam, because Jimmy asked bad questions. <laughs> I, I keep trying to tell him. He's got to get on his game a little bit. But, Come on. Uh, I mean, I've known this guy since he was like seven, and he's got to <laughs> ask better questions. <laughs> Thanks, John. <laughs> See you later. That's John Shannon there. Actually, John Shannon looked at me when I was eight and a half and said, you got to ask better questions, Jimbo. <laughs> yeah, he was telling me about that. I didn't get that in the conversation. Please, but sir, can I have some more? Can you just no more questions. Answer my question, John's please? a great man. Great guy. And yeah. great insight there. You know yeah. what? Like, we've got some texts here today that say, like, everybody just needs to calm down. Yeah. Um, I get it. Like, it's never as worse as you, th- as bad as you think. Um, a lot of people over the last two weeks, Cam, texting us, they're not going to make the playoffs. And I, I just respond to people, let's talk when they don't make the playoffs because yeah. I think they are. Yeah, I think they're and making I, I think they're like, but I've said this before. The one thing I didn't think this team would struggle with is scoring goals, but they, every team goes through this. I was watching Dallas last night against Vancouver, lose 5-4 in overtime and being down by two goals twice. Mm-hmm. Dallas is going through this right now. Yeah. The difference is, is Dallas has gone to three overtime games in the last they're, 10. They're picking up points is what the stars and are the doing. And the Jets yeah. aren't. But I don't want to also soften this. Like, the Jets are playing bad. Like, Mike says, name names. Put Shifley's compete level out there. Wow. Do we really have to do that? Like, Ehlers needs to be better. Shifley needs to be better. Kyle Connor needs to be better. Mm-hmm. Dubois thought picked up his game Sunday. I mean, we can name the names, but we all know who carries this team and and who needs to get them out of this slump. Yeah, everybody here's people listening. They're they're smart hockey fans. They they, they know, are smart. They, they yeah. know the inside and outs of who's. I don't need to come out here and name names. Everybody knows who we're talking but about. But this is a lull, and the lull is because they can't score goals. Yes, if they were scoring three or more and losing games, I think that like I would be worried. Yeah, it's the defense. I'd be like going, what's going on? Yeah. They're still solid defensively. Yeah. They're still fixed those warts. They got to get back to north-south south hockey, four-check, and create some goals. PK's number two. I mean, Jay Richardson yeah. was saying is number three, and I was thinking, so, I was just going to double-check. The PK's still number two. They still have Connor Hellebuck. The goals are going to come. Like, it, it's, does it's dried up in a horrible way right does now. Does everybody think for the next 20 games they're going to score two or less goals? No, they're not. I don't. No. But but that being said, I also don't want to sugarcoat it. They Like Sunday I was shocked. Friday I was not. They've got to find a way to get through this and get to the net and score some goals. It was the, the most concerned I've been was after that first period against the Islanders. And we talked about this yesterday, but yeah. it was it was the it was how flat they came out against the Avalanche. And for them to be so lethargic in that first period against the Islanders, I was like, what is going on here? Like that that's that's something where you go like, listen, like it, it's enough already. You know, I mentioned yesterday last year in Philadelphia I was waiting for somebody to come over the boards and do something, yeah. hit or something. Josh Morrissey against St. Louis, when he scored that goal and told the crowd to get the F up and let's get going, and then after said that it's emotional and all that, but I love our crowd. I don't like that they boo us, but like get in here, help us. We're all in this together. That's kind of the moment I'm waiting for. They need another one like that. It might come tonight. It might come against Edmonton. Who knows? But they need, like, that's why everybody said for two weeks, Josh Morrissey's the next captain, because somebody came over the boards and made a difference. And it didn't have to be a goal. It has to be a hit. It has to be something, a forecheck. It has to be a great shot block or something. But we know who the who the players are. We know who the drivers are. And somebody has to take charge tonight and, and get a win. 
uh, Curtis Texas show. If LA wins tonight, does that change the approach on Friday? No, it doesn't. It's exactly the same. I don't. I don't think Kevin Chevaldeoff, no matter what he's seen, is changing his plan. No, he was looking at the top six. Most of them were gone and gone somewhere else. He was always looking at augmenting the bottom and bringing in a depth. Three, four D guy. How bad? I don't think that changes everything. Yeah, we got to go. We got to go to a break here. But how bad of management is that? If you're standing on, you're waiting, and then finally one game, you're like, oh, I got to change, scrap all my plans. If you're wondering why it won't, you got to look at it as a sixty game. All you have to do is look at the off season when they were shopping some of this core. And there was nothing available to make this team better. That's how I look at this deadline. There's nothing major out there that they could move that's going to, you know, drastically change this team. They need to augment it. We'll be right back. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. Wow, we literally only have 20 seconds here, Jim. Uh, Phoenix Copley's going to be in the net for the LA Kings, which has been their big struggle. The Kings in net. It's been a big challenge. Go to the net. North, south, get your four check going, hit somebody, and bury six tonight. Be calm, shoot, and listen to this before you hit the ice. Turn this up. Turn it up. We're in hell, boys, but we can get out of it. <laughs> Live it up. Woo! You need Lowry with his flow going. You hear this? Jim Tolson, thank you all the way until 3 o'clock. Thank you very much, Jeffrey Forte, for producing the show. That's it for me. I'll be back same time tomorrow. Let's go, Jets! Let's go, Jets! It is tonight! Come on! Those kicks are going down, baby! Nino, Nino Ryder! Goal! Nino, Nino Ryder! Jets at noon on 680 CJOB.